Well, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, and we'll be reading together verses 41 through 45, that is verses 41 through 47, I'm sorry, 41 through 47, Luke 1, 41 through 47, and let us hear God's word this morning. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And we pray right now, Lord, that your word will speak to our hearts, that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and Lord, that we may never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in the midst of our Advent series uh, called Rediscover Christmas, and we have been talking about that we are in such a time between uh, still on the, hopefully on the back end of this COVID thing, and um, between COVID over the last 18 months, and political and racial and generational unrest and divides all around. If we've ever needed Christmas, uh, we need it now. Amen? We need, to, we need all that goes along with the Advent and Christmas spirit. And so this uh, series this year is to rediscover Christmas and to rediscover those, uh, those attributes that go along with this season. And so Advent actually means coming or arrival, and of course we're preparing ourselves through Advent to celebrate the coming or the arrival of uh, the Christ child, but also to celebrate and to look forward to His return, to His coming again, to make all things as they should be. And so I, I'm, we're, we're inviting you to take this journey with us. There's a devotional uh, that you can get a hold of that goes along this. It's not too late to get involved in that. And also some small groups, if you want to find out more about those, talk to Pastor Kim, that are studying this uh, together. And so last, uh, the first week we talked about rediscovering hope, and that Advent is about rediscovering hope, and that hope sees beyond our current circumstances. Hope also carries us through the tough times. And, and then Advent, uh, last week, Pastor Kim talked to us about peace. And how Advent is about seeing that Christ is with us even in the midst of the storm and can bring peace to our life. And then also that peace is a person and his name is Jesus. 
And so that brings us to week three, and that's this week, and we're going to talk about Advent being or involving the rediscovering of joy. I mean, we need some joy. If you watch the news or if you read the newspaper or if, if you even uh, get online, you see that there is a, a lack of joy out there. There's just not a lot of joy going around. And, I, and I, I'm sure if I asked you if, 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 if anybody's had a time this year that was uh, lacking of joy or didn't have joy, I think everybody would probably be able to raise your hand about some point that would take away your joy this past year. Now, as we think about joy, I, it, 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 what comes to mind may be something like what you may see at Yellowstone National Park. Now, I've never actually been to Yellowstone, but I hear that it's beautiful and, and I, I want to go one day, but there's these things called geysers. And the geysers are where there's a pressure from the heat and the molten lava and things underneath that push forth the water or push forth mud or other things, lava sometimes. And it's like that Pepsi when you shake it up and the carbonation makes it burst forth. That's what happens with a geyser. Of course, one of the most famous is Old Faithful. And uh, you can see Old Faithful, uh, the geyser here. Um, not quite. <laughs> There was an old faithful picture. But anyway, uh, it, it, and, and it just it, it shoots it way up into the air. And then there's a prismatic geyser. There's the prismatic geyser. Well, there's old faithful. All right. And, and, um, and, and then there's the prismatic geyser. Which, uh, it, it's, a, it's one of the largest geysers there. And it actually sends out. It, it's beautiful because of the kaleidoscope of colors that's around it. And then there's also uh, what they call mud spots or muddy geysers. And maybe that's what your joy has felt like this year. It's sort of just from sometimes mud just bubbling up or, or lava there as well. So whichever those geysers, whichever of those geysers kind of relate to you this year, hopefully there is some joy that's, uh, that's happening. But if you really want to be bursting with joy, then we need to understand that true joy comes from the Spirit of God. Even in the times of Disappointment, even in the times of discouragement or fear or anxiety, true joy can come from the Spirit of God. Now, we see this in this story today. Just kind of give you some background. We know that Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, um, her husband was Zechariah. And Zechariah and Elizabeth were in their older age. And Zechariah goes into the temple. And, and of course, an angel comes to him and says, Y'all are going to be with child. Even with your own, age, even in your old age, and and here's the thing. So, uh, not only had they been living sort of this life of shame, Elizabeth had, because oftentimes, uh, see, she was not able to have children all of her life. And back then, they would say, if you weren't able to have children, then somehow you're not blessed. And the old Deuteronomic theology would say, obey God and you'll have blessing, disobey God and you don't have blessing. So oftentimes she had gone through her life thinking maybe she did something wrong, maybe her parents did something wrong, there was something wrong with her. And so she had lived this life of shame and then all of a sudden, now whenever I say older age... You might think, well, okay, she was 50. You know, that could happen or whatever. No, she was, most scholars think that she was about 88 years old. All right? Now, imagine if you're 88 and you go to the doctor and, oh, you're with child. 
I mean, there is no doubt there, that would have to be a little bit of discouragement along with it, you know, and, and all. Or like, how? Why? You know, or anyway, I mean, her and Zachariah, you know what I mean? So anyway, passed in the hall or something like that and, and all. But um, old Zach. But anyway, the, uh, but, but either way, so she's pregnant. Now, here's the other thing. Mary, she was kind of on the other end of the spectrum. She was young and not married. And in those days, that was like a big no-no to become pregnant and not married. She was uh, betrothed. And what that, that's like a really intense engagement. In other words, you're like almost married. The only thing that hasn't happened yet is kind of like the final ceremony part and the consummation of the marriage. And if you're wondering what that is, ask your Sunday school teacher or your parents later. All right, but anyway, the, um, and, and, so she, and, and so she goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. Now, Mary and Elizabeth are cousins, so both of them are kind of in this discouraging situation, scared, fearful, anxious, all of that. And here's what happens when they meet in verse 41. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with, with the Holy Spirit. And then all she can do is bless Mary. She's like, this is a blessing that you've come to see me. This is a blessing. And because her baby, listen what it says there in verse 44. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. The unborn baby leaped in her womb. The unborn baby recognized the presence of Jesus, all right? And if the unborn baby can recognize the presence of Jesus, that's a whole other story. But, uh, but we should be able to recognize the presence of Jesus. And, and, and so they have joy. And that baby, even in the womb of Elizabeth, jumped with joy or leaped with joy. And so I want us to talk about, in the midst of our discouragements, how we can find joy and how we can apply this story to our experience with joy. Number one is this. We need to first realize it is okay to be joyful and happy. It is okay to be joyful and happy. I think somewhere along the way, Christians figured that they were uh, baptized with lemon juice because there's a lot of them that don't act like they can have any joy sometimes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've heard testimonies before. I've shared with you that it almost they're enjoying life until they meet Jesus. And then it's like it's this uh, really hard thing to do and really terrible thing to do. No, it should, a life with Jesus should be a life full of joy. And it should be more than that. It should be happy joy. When we worship, when we come to worship, we should be joyful in worship. I mean, folks, we were just singing that God can change our graves into gardens. I don't know anything more exciting than to understand that. Amen? Amen. And as Carson said, that I know that some of you have had some hard hits this year. We all have. And grief and, and things like that. But folks, if there's ever something to be joyful about, it is about the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and what He offers to you and to me. It's okay. Amen. It's okay to be happy. And some people, I, I've heard some folks, well, what if somebody really gets out of hand in worship? What if they really get kind of happy and wild and all of that? I, I heard a preacher one time say, look, it's a lot easier to calm a wild horse down than to get a dead mule to move. Amen? <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. I'll take that any day. I'll take a listen. We should be joyful in expressing that and be feel, feeling free to express that in any way. Happiness and joy. And, and so we need to understand that. Now, I know happiness is sometimes more superficial and dependent on circumstances, but joy can give us true happiness no matter what the circumstances are. Number two is this. Not only should we be okay with being joyful, but also we need to realize that the joy is our strength. Joy really does give us strength during hard times. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Listen, Mary and Elizabeth were both discouraged. They both needed some strength during that time. I mean, Elizabeth dealing with pregnancy at an old age and uncertainties. Mary dealing with pregnancy at such a young age and surrounded by scandal. They needed this joyful experience in their life so that they could receive the strength that they need needed to take the next steps that were in their life. They needed that strength, and joyful experiences give us that. If you need strength, find some joy. If you need, uh, more, if you need something to get you through, find something to be joyful about. Listen, uh, there was a story in the Old Testament. It was about Nehemiah. We did a whole series on it a couple of years ago called Renovate. Y'all may remember that in the green shirt said Renovate and all. And it was about Nehemiah. And it, it, ta- it took place whenever God's people, the uh, Hebrew people, Israelites, they were in Babylon. They had been exiled from their land, from everything about it. And, and then finally, Nehemiah, who's a leader there, he, uh, who's a Jewish leader there, he gets permission from King Artaxerxes, had to make sure I say that right, Artaxerxes to, to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the city. Rebuild the temple, rebuild the city. And so he goes back, and there's this effort to do that, and there's people that didn't like it. Great story if you ever want to read a good book in the Bible. Nehemiah, well, all of them's good, but that's a great one too. But um, Nehemiah, and anyway, when he finally gets it rebuilt, and they bring the book of the law back in, it's like they're restoring. It wasn't just a physical restoration. It was a spiritual revival that took place. And when they read the book of the law again there in the temple, what ends up happening is this. And Nehemiah, there's people that are weeping. It's an emotional response, and there's a lot of healing that's taking place. And Nehemiah says this in Nehemiah 8, verse 10. says, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. He says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I ask you this morning, where do you, what area of your life do you need some strength in this morning? It's joy that can bring that strength that we need. And not only is joy our strength, not only is it okay to be joyful, but also we learn from this that joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. Now, when Mary and Elizabeth have this meeting and, and, the, uh, and, and, and the unborn baby, John the Baptist, shakes a leg and gets happy uh, there, then Mary, in the midst of her discouragement, she chooses joy. You know what she does? She starts what's known as the Magnificat or the Song of Mary. She breaks out in song, not like a Broadway musical or, or Disney film or something like that. But, I mean, she starts what's known as the Song of Mary. And in verses 46 and 47, it says this, 
And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Listen, that verb, rejoice, really is, and I never thought about it like that before until studying for this and all, but that verb rejoice is the verb form of joy. In other, mean, in other words, rejoicing means taking joy again. The prefix re means to do it again or to remember it or to bring it back. And, and so when we say rejoice, we are saying we are remembering, we are doing joy again. We are, we are bringing back joy. And so it's a choice that every one of us have to make to rejoice. And maybe we're going through some tough times and it doesn't seem like it's easy to rejoice. But listen, the Apostle Paul was in prison and, and in Philippians and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. In other words, you can't do enough rejoicing. You can't do too much rejoicing. And the joy of the Lord can be your strength when we choose joy. Now listen, this is done through praising God. This is done through singing to God. This is done through praying and, and, and letting God know you know what your blessings are. See, I think sometimes, I, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you can't really praise God and look down at the same time. When you're praising God, you can't help but lift because He will lift our heads up. He will lift us up in some way. It's kind of like when you, we pray, what's some of the reasons we, we lift our hands when we praise the Lord? Uh, sometimes, you, what do you do? What does your child do when they run up to their father or their mother when they need some help? They lift up their hands to them, right? That's called surrender. That call, that's saying, help me, Lord. That's saying, Lord, I'm looking to you. Or that's saying to our father and mother, hey, I'm trusting in you to take care of this situation. So I encourage you, if you're ever wondering what to do, just lift your hands to him. Just lift your hands to him. Because the Heavenly Father wants to know that we know that He can take care of every need in our life. And He is the true giver of joy. And so we... Joy is a choice. It's a choice. Uh, there was uh, J.R. Miller, a pastor, talked about he would go see this lady that had been sick, and, and he would go there to see her at a room there, and, and she, they were there one day, and some of the birds were singing and all, and, and she says, I love the birds. And he just happened to ask her. He said, well, which bird do you love the most? And she said, well, I love the robin. He says, why do you love the robin? She says, because the robin chooses to sing even in the rain. She says, in the rain, the other birds stop singing, but the robin will be willing to sing in the rain. And folks, you know what? If we want joy, we need to be willing to sing, even in the rain, even in the tough times. We can look to Him, and we can praise Him, and we can find joy. And I pray that that's what we do this morning. This past Thanksgiving, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we, we did what we usually do on Thanksgiving, and we took a, a um, quick trip, very quick trip, to Boone, North Carolina. We would go up there every year, and we didn't go last year because of COVID, but we would go up there every year, and we um, get a Christmas tree and come back and be back for Saturday and Sunday and everything. And, but anyway, so we took off up there. Now, the tradition is that we stay in this same hotel up there, uh, that has this big lobby, 
beautiful fireplace. They usually would have a, a, a big, nice, decorated Christmas tree. And it just kind of puts you into the, the uh, spirit of Christmas in a lot of ways. And then also they had a really good continental breakfast. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, and, uh, and with, with the little hot bar, which mainly was just eggs and sausage. But anyway, but, um, and of course those waffle makers Hallelujah. And, and all. But anyway, well, we go this year. We get in there that night to check in. And, of course, it's cold and boom. And, and we get in there to check in. And the tree is over there in the corner. Uh, and it is like half up. It's not decorated at all. And the top part is not on it. I don't know if it broke off or what, but it's laying down there beside it. They did have the fire going, praise the Lord. And, um, and so that was kind of already a downer. And then we got up the next morning, going to eat some continental breakfast. And I'm just going to tell you, there, were no, there was no waffle station. I mean, y'all, that was sinful. You know what I'm saying? And, and there was no waffle station. And, and then the hot bar was not that great. And even the coffee was bad. And I am not a coffee snob. I will pretty much, even if it's like syrup that you're pouring, I will drink it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, but it, it was not good. Did not taste good. Don't know what else fell in there. But anyway, the, um, but it was not good. So we take off to go to the Mass General Store. And as we're leaving, we had started realizing a little something was going on with our vehicle. Now we had... Uh, a GMC Yukon that we had 13 years in, uh, and teen, we just kept driving it, kept driving it. Well, we took it up there, and, and it was something was not going right. And the check engine light came on as we were going to the Mass General Store. And then as we were leaving the Mass General Store, the check engine light started blinking. And I always heard check engine light goes on. You're, I mean, if it's just on, you're, you're probably okay to get where you're going. If it's blinking, you don't need to go very far. And so we headed to, uh, straight to the advanced auto parts and got on the free machine. Y'all know that's where the free machine is. But anyway, we got on the free machine, said cylinder seven was misfire. Now, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I would not know what cylinder seven was or any of that. But luckily, we had Tina, my, our nephew with us that works on some cars some. And so we bought the parts in there. He replaced cylinder seven with some help from Google and, and, um, uh, or YouTube or something. But anyway, we did that. And got it back, but let me tell you, we got it home, but we traded it that next week. But anyway, uh, I mean, the beast, we slayed the beast. All right, but anyway, um, and, and so, so we got but then we went to get the Christmas tree. Now, we did enjoy a great dinner at Daniel Boone Inn, and yes, it was good. That went great, great. But anyway, we go to get Christmas tree, and we get out there on the side of a mountain, and it was about 21 degrees, and the wind was blowing. Let me just say this. We did not take very long to pick out a Christmas tree. And in fact, that Christmas tree and that cold and in that wind, the one almost the first or second we came to, that looked good. That looked good. Looked tall enough all for our larger room and, and everything. So we ended up actually coming back with two on top. We have done five before. We came back with two on top, one for us and one for our mother-in-law. And, um, and my mother-in-law, anyway, looked like the Griswolds coming home, especially with the five that time. But uh, we make it home and everything. And when we go to put that Christmas tree up, that thing looked bad. 
I mean, we obviously had not spent very much time picking that thing out. It had gaps here, there, and everywhere. I mean, we didn't have to worry about no squirrel jumping out of that because there wouldn't have been, I mean, he would have fell through. I mean, there just won't know where for him to hide and, and all. But I mean, and, and so we were like, how in the world? And Tina's like, how in the world are we going to do that? And I said, well, just go ahead and decorate it and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And it's not all about that and everything. I mean, it looked like they cut half of it off because it was nowhere as tall as it was on that mountain and everything it just looked bad but anyway so Tina did her magic and here's what it ended up looking like oh there, there. <laughs> real fast yep there we go and so ended up doing a really good job with it now Santa could barely stay in right there because there's just not a lot of strength in those branches and there's plenty of gaps every which way we turn it. And then I didn't realize this till Thursday night, but Lord, there's our elf on the shelf over there. He looked like he fell out of it and is dead. <laughs> Don't worry though, kids. I think he lived through it, but he just couldn't stay in the tree. But anyway, but I, yeah, I didn't even see that when I took the picture. But, um, and, but here's the thing. Maybe some of you, maybe some of us, feel like that's just been the story of our life this year. Maybe it's just been the story of breakdowns. Maybe it's just been the story of gaps here and there or things cut off in some way. But the good news is, is that God can take our gapped up trees of life and He can make them into something really beautiful. And that's where the joy comes in. So I just pray this morning that let's rejoice and, rede- and find the joy that we need and rediscover the joy that we need this Christmas. And no matter what you feel like your life's been like this past year, let's choose joy. Let's choose that joy. And Jesus is the one that can give it to us in every situation that we need. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your grace and with your love that even in the midst of breakdowns or being cut off or in the midst of what may feel like a gapped-up life, Lord, you are the giver of joy. So, Lord, we just pray right now that we will realize that it's okay to be joyful that that will even begin in this next song. Lord, that we, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That Lord, that you will give us the strength through joy this morning. Lord, we pray also, God, that maybe there's some of us that we just need, maybe we're sitting in a sad situation, but we just need to choose joy. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge the grief. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge the hurt. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge that things are bad. But Lord, in the midst of it, we can choose joy and we can rejoice today and find the strength that we need. Lord, we pray. I pray for anybody, Lord, that just needs to invite Jesus, invite you into their life, God, as Lord and Savior, that today will be the day that they say yes to you so that they can experience the burst of joy that only you can give. Now, Lord, help us during this final song to choose joy and rejoice, to find the strength that we need, and to find joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.